What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, welcome in. What's the spread? It feels like uh, we're a couple days here uh, before Christmas because we have four top 25 games in college football to talk about this weekend. Um, You know, it took a long time to get here. Yeah, it did. But it feels good. Uh, we got some serious matchups. Let's not waste any time this week, man. Yes. Let's go right into it. Let's Everyone's go. talking about the big one. This feels like really the first big game of the year. Number seven, Miami. Number one, Clemson. Clemson, 14-point favorites. Saturday night football. Who do we like here? I'm taking Miami. I'm taking the points with 14. What about you? I'm on the other end. Uh, we continue to, to disagree on college football. Yeah, uh, I like Clemson here, minus 14. I got some against the spread trends to bring to the table, and then I want to hear why you like Miami. All right. Cool. Clemson has been a covering machine. Last 24 conference games, 17-6-1 against the spread. How about their last 17 games as a favorite of three touchdowns or less? So close spreads. They're covering 13-3-1 and and against the spread there. And Miami... One in five against the spread in their last six against Clemson. I know why a lot of people are on Miami here. And listen, it's warranted. Their offense is humming. And De'Ari King is the truth. However, I think that Clemson looked a little bit lazy last week. Closer game than it should have been against Virginia. I think that they were a little bored. I think that they come out really here under the lights on the big stage. And I think that they get the cover late in the fourth quarter. I can see Miami keeping this a seven-point game for most of the time. Because I feel like King has that ability to extend the chains. But why are you going here with Miami? For Miami, they have a lot of things that are going really well for them. Um, We all know King is the obvious. Zero interceptions on the season. They also have Cameron Harris. Cameron Harris is a a running back beast who has the ability to move the chains. And it makes them a little bit more dimensional than just being one-sided. On top of that, we already saw that Clemson had to replace a lot of defenders and and I was the first person to say that Clemson always retools and reloads and this year is the first year that I actually looked at Venables and was like he knows that they have serious weaknesses on the defensive side of the ball expect a high 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 scoring game between these two and when I see high scoring games like that it tells me that it's going to be close you have a Miami team who's averaging 43 points per game, and you have a Clemson team who is also playing at a high level and, and playing great on the defensive side of the football. But when they let Brendan Armstrong throw over 270 yards and three touchdowns and 89 rushing yards, that scares me. And it's not like they couldn't game plan for him because they knew he was going to play. I think that this game's going to be close. I was close enough to take the uh, Miami money line, but mm-hmm. then at plus 400, super value. But I do think that Dabo is just too elite of a coach. And they have too lead of an offense to get in a shooting match and lose. Because Clemson is that team that can get in a shooting match and lose. Miami here also defensively only allowing 19 points per game. When you got to imagine, they played two very good opponents. Very impressive. And honestly, I think we're going to learn a lot about the college, football, the college football playoff picture here. Because Clemson really doesn't have a lot of challenging games this year. Uh, real quick, fun fact for you betters of this game. This year, Miami 3-0 against the spread. Clemson 0 and 3 against the spread. Crazy. So something's got to give there. All right, what's next? Uh next we have Tennessee versus Georgia. Georgia is a 13 and a half point favorite. I'm going to go and take the 13 and a half points. What about you, Miles? I'm doing the same. I like Tennessee here. Uh plus 13 and a half even with how good 
Georgia looked last week, and they did. I just I think that it was more of Auburn being exposed for what they're not bringing. Yes, to the table. absolutely. It wasn't. You look at we talked about this earlier. You look at yeah. Gus Malzahn having right. a quarterback throwing for an average of like three yards over the air. That is not going to get done versus stout defense. And then you looked at Auburn's defense. They have holes, and their D line is atrocious. Yeah. We knew that they had to replace Derek Brown, but man, they they needed to replace a lot more. Miles, I really really like this Tennessee team. Cade Mays gets a chance to play his old school. If you ask me, I think they have a top five a top five offensive line in the country. Um, Cole Kubiak said that they are number two in the SEC behind Alabama. Tennessee, 5-0 and against the spread in their last five as an underdog. Conference games, 6-1-1 one one against the spread in their last eight conference games. Great news about Tennessee. They hold the longest winning streak in the SEC, second longest in the entire country. Georgia is actually playing a team that is really good. We know their weakness. We know that Tennessee's weakness is at quarterback, but they're going to win this game on the ground with Eric with Eric Gray. You heard that I said they're going to win this game. I believe they are. I believe Georgia is on the clock for an upset here. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I think it's a good matchup for them. Tennessee, no turnovers, none in twenty twenty. That was my favorite stat, especially when we're talking about thirteen and a half points. Yes, or wherever this line you know ends up 12, yep. 12 and a half, wherever it is. The fact that Tennessee takes care of the ball. The fact that they can control the clock on the ground. And what I like about Tennessee is, and this is something that Auburn could not do. Let me see if I can explain this the right way. Yeah. Tennessee has the ability, with this offensive line, this running game, to control their own offensive game plan and not let Georgia dictate it for them. Yes. Even though Georgia is playing really good defense. But that was Auburn's problem, is that everything they do was dictated by what Georgia was doing on that side of the yep. football. Whereas I think Tennessee can come in with a little bit of a different look here. Yep. Where I just, I like the points. Georgia. 5-13 and 13 against the spread in their last 18 home games as favorites of 14 I or more, that. which tells me that Georgia doesn't cover big spreads at no. home. And, 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 and this is a great example of that. And yes, it's not at 14 points, but for me, this is pretty much um, that big of yeah, a spread. Absolutely. It, it, it's a large spread at home. They're large favorites. And Tennessee, I don't think, is too overrated. I think that they can actually make this a football game. This is going to be a game that's going to tell us a lot. Was Missouri overrated when they played Alabama and Tennessee and we just gave them too much credit? Or are these two teams, Alabama and Tennessee, that good? And I think Jeremy Pruitt has his defense playing elite, yeah. which is going to give, we're going to say his name again, Stetson Bennett problems. Yeah. The run game is non-existent for Georgia. Yes, and that's the other thing, Brad. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Bennett had a great game last Saturday. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But this guy's still green. Yes. He's still learning... The offense, he's still learning how to be a college football quarterback where I just feel like Tennessee's offensive identity, they're really starting to find it. Yes. Whereas I think Georgia's going to run into some issues here. Also, man, uh, where are they at? Number three? I think they're overrated. I do. Definitely overrated. Um, a look-ahead game for Georgia with big names coming up on yeah. their schedule. Roll Tide. Um, this is easy oversight, oversight game. You know, like... Yeah. All right, next uh, in the SEC, a one that I'm all over here, Brad. Number four, Florida, at number 21, Texas A&M, a 12 o'clock start. Florida, minus six and a half. I'm hammering the Gators here. I've already locked in Florida. Going to think about it again before I lock it, lock it in again. Miles, tell me why you're in Florida, then I'll tell you why. Matt Jones, last week, Roll Tide. had touchdown passes of 87, 78, and 63 yards. Are you kidding me? And Trask has shown to be just as efficient through the air this year. And has a receiver similar to Waddle and right. Tony. I mean, and he's got pits. Pits, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, a deep ball receiver right, right, like that. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, what's scary about Florida is I, you, you could argue they have even more Yeah, more options. weapons, yeah. And more weapons. Uh, A&M 0-10 straight up in their last 10 games as an underdog. Uh, they don't cover at home as home dogs. 3-6-1 and one against the spread in their last 10. And how about the Gators in their last nine road games? 7-1-1 one and one against the spread, all under Dan Mullen. 
I was surprised that this was only six and a half points because I really don't think AM looked that impressive against Bama. They couldn't stop. That secondary is struggling. Yes. They couldn't stop anything that Bama was doing. So for me, um, I saw someone say this, and I, I kind of agree that Florida is arguably the best team in the SEC. Alabama won Florida 1A, 1B. I was about to say, I mean. Why I say that, though. Yeah. This team strikes me a lot like LSU. Okay. LSU last year yeah. was outscoring everyone. Right. Who's this Joe Burrow kid? Yep. Defense was struggling. If Florida can figure out a way to turn that defense on, they're scary. Defense is allowing 29 points per game and over 327 yards in the air. Kellen Mond will get his yards, but there is no way that a team that just allowed 435 yards and four TDs versus a quarterback who really stopped trying in the third quarter is going to keep up with Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask in his last two games, 286 yards, four touchdowns, one interception versus South Carolina, 416 yards, six touchdowns versus Ole Miss. You said it. Kyle Pitts is a difference maker. Yeah. He is uncoverable. I do not like what Jimbo Fisher is putting out here. I also don't like their game plan. They Their weapons are two running backs and a tight end. They have no real receivers. So Kellen Mond, you know, when he's scrambling around the pocket, he has to pick it up with his feet or try to flash yeah. it out to his running back in the flats. And he's still making... Game altering mistakes. Yes. And that's been AM in these big games. That's why they don't win these big games because they're turning the ball over. And it happened again last Saturday. Absolutely. So I I I can't Missed trust field them goals, here turnovers. Is, this team, if it weren't for some garbage time touchdown, would have only scored four, 17 points in back to back weeks. Yep. Let's put that in perspective. And now you're playing up against a Florida team who will put up at least 32 and a half points. That is their team total. They will cover their team total. All right, back to the ACC for our last game. What do we got? Next, we have probably one of the most underrated teams in number 19, Virginia Tech, and number 8, North Carolina. North Carolina is a five-point favorite. We have a 12 o'clock kickoff here. Miles, I'm going to start this off. I'm taking Virginia Tech as the live dog here as well. Uh, I like North Carolina minus five. Uh, If you go back to last year here, 2019, Virginia Tech won this game 43-41 to in six overtimes in Blacksburg. That was a wild game. Crazy game. Uh, I will say for Virginia Tech, this kid, Khalil Herbert, 358 all-purpose yards against Duke last Dude. week. That, it does scare me how good Virginia Tech's running game has looked. Uh, but I'm going to go with Mac Brown here and go with North Carolina, only it being five. With it, So, you know, before I looked at our show sheet, someone actually asked me about this game. They're like, how do you want to do? And I, I saw it opened at five. It's now down to four. Before I saw it drop down to four, I assumed the line would go up. Mm-hmm. You know, with the populator of North Carolina, I was sure. loving to take six. Not taking four, but Virginia Tech is playing great this year. And you said it, Cleo Herbert is the difference maker. Virginia Tech 6-0 and oh against the spread in their last six as underdogs. One thing I like that, that I really, really, really am fading here is Sam Howell. Sophomore year, you thought he was going to make this major step. Sam Howell in two games. Boston College, he played 225 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Did not play an efficient game. They lucky to escape that. Against Cuse, horrible game. 295 yards, great through the air, but a lot of that came in the second half. One touchdown, two interceptions. He needs to limit the turnovers. If he does, I feel like he'll do a lot better. I do know North Carolina is 5-1 and one, um, against the spread in their last six as favorites, but this is me solely going against a hot Virginia Tech team who is very good and very dominant running the ball. So something's got to give there. Uh one thing I do like about North Carolina, they held Boston College to 40 rushing yards last week, which I think bodes well for them. Yep. Um, really, Virginia Tech's been really good against the pass, and North Carolina's been really good against the run. Also, I don't like the fact that Virginia Tech gave up 31 points to Duke last week, even as good as their offense looked. That's not really a typical Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech defense we're used to seeing. So, uh, I do think we're going to get a close game here. Uh, the ACC's been really unpredictable. Very. 
Um, so that's that's almost kind of a coin flip. And with five, it, it, listen, like if it goes to six, six and a half, uh, I think that's more of a spread. But with five, you might as well just pick who you think is going to yeah, win. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the value you're going to get on uh, Virginia Tech if you yeah. decide to go on the Virginia Tech side. For sure. Okay. Underdog of the week. You're sizzling hot. 3-0, right? 3-0. Luckily, I was on the train with you last week, so we picked the Ole Miss upset over Kentucky. In week one, we picked the Navy upset. You had the big call in week two with Mississippi State. Who are you going with this week? This week, I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina (laughs) over Louisiana Lafayette. I am not on the Levi Lewis train like I thought he was going to be. This is another situation where we had a quarterback with all this preseason hype. I mean, mm-hmm. he played great last year, not playing good. And this Louisiana Lafayette team, I think that the spotlight was too big where they're underwhelming every game, skating by games. Chadwell's going to have his team ready in Coastal Carolina. For you guys who have not been watching Coastal, they're a fun team. They are a fun team. Yeah. If this turns out to be a shootout, Coastal's going to win. I'll tell you, the Sun Belt really has a lot of good teams this year. Yes. And they, they've been having some really exciting they, games. I think they are a Better than the American this year. Yeah, I I think that there it's definitely the most talent we've seen yes, com, com, uh, coming way. out of the Sun Belt, no doubt. And also, this could end up being the game of the year. This, this could be for the conference. Yes, because um, you could argue that it's two of the best teams. All right, I'm going to the ACC. I'm taking NC State plus nine over Virginia here. Ooh. NC State coming off a big 30-29 win over Pitt. Oh my! God. What I like about this game too is a 12 o'clock start. Very sleepy. I think Virginia is being a little overrated here because of how close the game was against Clemson. But again, as I said, I'm not taking too much stock into that game. Uh, so I'm going with the big upset there. Miles, I really like that. I'm actually going to lay some money on that. I did not. Hey. That one went way over my radar. I like that. That's it's just, just And there. also, it's a lot of points, too. Yeah. So it's a really good plus nine pick there. Yeah. Uh, just because we're still trying to feel things out. And I think we've seen more of NC State this year than we have of Virginia. All right. Before we go into the NFL, let's take a break for the sponsors. Hey, Miles. You know what would be pretty cool? If there's a social media app just for sports. You know, Brad, I was just thinking that. Like a social media app where there's a feed, where you can post about your picks, see what others are saying about the game, and you know how I love to see how the lines move throughout the week. Well, you're in luck. Vigit is the best social media platform just for sports. When you download Vigit, use promo code SPREAD and create your account today. NFL, here we go. It's been up. It's been down, but we are still here to talk about the games. All right, Brad, we got the Indianapolis Colts at Cleveland Browns. This is a 425 p.m. game. The Colts are three-point favorites on the road. Who do you like? Miles, I went back and forth on this. Me too. But Me too, remember how high I was on the Colts last week? Mm-hmm. I was lucky to cover in that, that Bears game. It, well, really, just the Bears' offense was anemic. Awful. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns, even with losing Nick Chubb. Who are you going with? Uh, it, Nick Chubb on the IR. I'm still going with the Browns here. Okay. Are we okay. crazy? No. Browns we're not plus crazy. three. I mean, you could. First of all, they've played much better competition. Much the better. The Colts have played no nobody, one. and Philip Rivers looks terrible. What, they're having 200, 245 yards in the air, the something like that. Just, uh, it's not where I want it to be. Whereas the Browns are were showing off that big playability. Wow. The Colts defense has been good. A league low, fourteen points per game. But as I said, they haven't played. Anybody no one. on the offensive side of the ball. So I have no problem taking the Browns here plus three. I totally agree. Chubb down doesn't matter. They lead the league in they lead the league in rushing yards at 204 yards per game. De Ernest Johnson, I want to say his name right, is going to become a household name this weekend. Nick Chubb will get about 12 carries. Darius Johnson will get 10, and he will make use of every single one of those carries, and people are going to start picking up in fantasy. And I guarantee it. Maybe they're finally starting to find a spot for OBJ in this offense yes. because he he's he, a gadget guy. He is. And he really proved to me last week. I mean, that that was the first time I was like, wow, 
that's what OBJ can do. Yeah, he because can do Because we forgot. Year. I mean, that kid is unreal. He's yes. an athletic monster. You have to use him. Get him the ball. Put the ball in his hands. That's just get it. find ways to get him the ball. He's like a college football Tavon Austin. Like, he yeah. needs the ball. Yeah, and he gives you everything. And that so, wasn't me disrespecting his talent, but that's how Tavon right. Austin excelled. He was what, at Cal? Yeah. Sure. And, and listen, the Cowboys have had their problems on defense, but it was still a really impressive showing yes. from the Browns top to bottom. All right, what's next? Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings night game playing Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks are a seven-point favorite. Miles, who are you going with? The Seahawks are playing a primetime game uh, at home, uh, night game, Sunday night, Monday night, whatever it is. I always take the Seahawks. Miles, Minus seven. I, I almost made the dumb error of going, the Vikings are playing well. <laughs> I'm taking the no Seahawks way. as well. Take the Seahawks. Seven points. Vikings are three and seven against the spread in their last ten as underdogs. Okay. That tells you that Vegas knows when they're an underdogs, they peg the game right. Dalvin Cook's playing out, out of this world. He really is. I mean, he he might be the best running back in the NFL right right now. now. But Kirk Cousins doesn't know what to do with his two receivers. That's all he has. Yeah. We heard all this talk about BC Johnson supposed to be amazing. No, it's Justin Jefferson yep. and Adam Thielen. I don't think that they're good enough on defense this year. To, I mean, I don't think they're good enough on offense this year to make up for their defensive lapses that they've been having. I, and honestly, I think the, the only reason that the line is seven, first of all, the line opened at nine. Yeah. So that was where I expected it to be. But the fact that it's been bet down to seven makes me even more confident yes. in hammering the Seahawks here. If you listen to the podcast before, you know how much we like the Seahawks yes. at home. You also know how much we like the Seahawks at home in prime time. I never bet against him. And I'm telling you, percentage-wise, you're always going to come out on the right side. I was, well, like, I was looking at something like a 32-20 game. Um, you know, one thing that was always been electric for the Seahawks, this is my last take on this game, yeah. but they have always, always been a running team. They went from being a running team to a passing team. Their running back only has 230 yards on the ground. Russell Wilson has 16 throwing touchdowns, these league leagues, and most touchdowns thrown. He's been just... MVP. And he, and he hasn't slowed down, no. so it, it, there's no reason to fade the Seahawks here. All right. Moving on, there really wasn't much to pick from, Brad. Honestly, yeah. it, it's a tough week of games in the NFL. I want to talk about Bills Titans. Yeah. Um, but there hasn't been a line released for that no. yet. Uh, we don't even know the game's going to play. We don't even know the game's going to happen. More tests came in for the Titans. Right, so, yeah. exactly. And now uh, there's a Raiders test deposit. I don't know, man. It, 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 it could turn into a mess, but yes. it, we're used to it. It's sports in 2020. We're going to go here Arizona at New York, one o'clock game. The Cardinals are seven point favorites. We were all over the Cardinals last week. Yes. Really disappointed me. I Dude. mean, we really put our neck out for the Cardinals. Listen, you know, I've told you guys, I've told you this, and I'm going to tell the podcast this, podcast this. I do not listen to other people's takes before I make my own opinion. Mm-hmm. I use stats. I use game film. And I use knowledge. I thought that for a second I was second-guessing myself in my analysis of sports when I watched that game where I went back, I looked over my notes, and then I listened to about Five or six experts analysis of that game, and everyone had the same analysis that I did, and I was just crazy. What happened to that offense? And now it's been two weeks in a row where two the weeks. offense is not looking good. No. Your quarterback can't throw for 122 yards when you have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins caught yeah. seven balls for 49 yeah. yards. And Drake. Drake. Drake is a pass-catching back. What are you doing? And he's not getting. He's not even getting touches. It's So having that said. What are you going to go? Having that said, I actually am going to fade the Cardinals here. Call me crazy, man. I can't believe I'm actually going to pick the Jets plus seven, but here. Darnold's not playing. Flacco's getting the start. Yes. Bell should play. He's going to be active off the IR. I'm I'm hoping he plays. Crowder is healthy. 
The Jets looked a lot better last week in that game against Denver. And right now, man, I just don't feel comfortable with how bad Arizona looked last week and the week before. I don't feel comfortable with the seven here. I'm going to be on the opposite side of the coin. I'm going with the Arizona Stick Cardinals. It, sticking with your guns. For me, this is a good bounce back spot. You get a soft team and a soft defense that really helps them out. It's not so much they're, they're struggling on offense. You look at that game where they played against the um, the Panthers. Their, def- their offense wasn't that bad. It was more of their defense couldn't stop them whatsoever. Like when the offense started mm-hmm. going, it was just like they're just giving up points and they're too far behind. Now they're playing against a horrible Jets team. Flacco's going to get sacked a bunch. I love the seven points here. I see a 10, 14 point victory for the Arizona Cardinals. Call me crazy, but I'm taking the 2-0-2 against the spread uh, road team here. Kyler's going to do it with his legs. I think that you could call both of us crazy for if we even putting a bet on this yes. game. Um, one more thing I liked here uh, for New York. Arizona in their last 21 early afternoon games. So traveling West Coast to East Coast. They're 4-17 overall. And this is their second straight game on the East Coast. So I like to... Hopefully see the same Arizona team that I've seen the past two weeks. If they turn around, I'm going to be really upset, (laughs) uh, but that's where I'm standing. All right. I knew you liked this one when I sent it to you. We got the Giants and the Cowboys. The Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites. I dare you to take the Giants. Go ahead. (laughs) I dare you. Take them. The Giants haven't scored a touchdown in what, two games? My God. Take them plus nine and a half. They have three touchdowns. The Giants have three touchdowns Miles, in I'm four games. Stressed, you put this on here. Listen, I'm stressed. The Cowboys oh my are six and zero against the spread in their last six games against the New York Giants. That's three straight years of covering against the Giants. And the isn't Cow- it winning too? I think it's six and zero straight so. up too. Well, it has yeah, to be, right? yeah. It has to be, right? They've owned them. All right. Owen. We know the Cowboys are zero four against the spread in 2020 because I said it two weeks ago. I said there's no way they're going to go zero and three against the spread. Then, then I said, there's no way they're going to start 0-4 against the spread. Are they really going to start 0-5 against the spread with this team? With Dak Prescott playing out of his mind? But it's not the with offense. With the Giants not scoring? I, I, I know it's not the offense. That's what scares me. The defense is a mess. And they're but playing you, against a team who needs life. I swear to God, the Giants move the ball? if the Giants score a touchdown in the first half, they will score four touchdowns in the game. Dallas is 9-1 against the spread in their last 10 games against NFC East opponents. This has an against-the-spread bounce-back written all over it. Do so I now, have to take a side? So now I want to know. Take your pick. You know where I'm at. Again, I'm going with the Cowboys minus 9.5. That's the third time this year that I picked the Cowboys. Listen. They're not going to start 0-5 against the spread. I, I dare you. think that this game will be a lot closer in mm-hmm. the beginning. The difference between the LA Rams and the Dallas Cowboys is the way that the Cowboys attack you from from everywhere. They have players that can instantly change the game where the Rams yeah. have just a bunch of guys. And the Cowboys just play aggressive. That's yes. why they're turning the ball over so much. I'm going to do, to back the Cowboys here. Um, but don't be surprised to see like this plus six and a half uh, first half cover mm-hmm. by the Giants. It's going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah. It's going to be one of those games where the Cowboys are just too much for the Giants. Um, even with the defensive woes. I looked at this game back and forth. I was like, I need to find an angle. And there's no angle that you can take besides backing history. You have to back the history. Yeah. Uh, 6-0 gets a spread. 6-0 six, straight up in their last six versus the Giants. Giants tried to get a running game going with Devonta Freeman. Not, not happening. Giants tried to get a passing game going. Receivers dropping the ball left and right. Daniel Jones is only averaging 201 yard over the air per game. 
And they've been such an afterthought. I even forgot that Barkley's not even playing. No. Um, just because they've been such an afterthought. Like they, they just haven't been able to get anything going on this offense. I mean, three touchdowns in four games, even against a Cowboys defense that's struggling, I cannot side with the Giants here. You thought that in the offseason, like teams who struggle with um, their offensive line, they make a lot of adjustments and make improvements. This might be the one of the teams that did not make the necessary improvements to make strides forward, especially when your t- star player's out. Give me the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys all the way up to ten and a half. I'm with you. Good work, man. Uh, listen, we uh we we have Christmas on Saturday. We have four count them four ranked top twenty five games. <laughs> Only two more Saturdays without Ohio State, Uh-oh. so everybody can can calm down. We're almost there. We're almost there. Big Ten is gonna enter the fray. They're gonna enter the chat. They're gonna enter the college football playoff talk. Bing boom. Hello, this uh, is the Big Ten. Really gonna get things going. Uh, but until then, l- let's just enjoy Saturday. Yeah, man, dude, I'm so stoked to be able to talk football with you another week. Guys, be sure to download What's the Spread on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however else you get your podcast. Download the best sports social media app, Vigit, that's V-I-G-I-T, in the Google Play Store or on the App Store. Use referral code SPREAD. Best of luck in your bets this week.